Happy Monday and welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. You know, I just said happy Monday. Maybe I should say happy big three day. Yeah, it's the big three day in the in the calendar year. This will probably never, ever, ever happen again. Uh, but it's 9-20-21. And unless you're sleeping under the rock, you should know what those numbers represent, especially if you're a Spurs fan. Number nine, Tony Parker. Number 20, Mono Ginobili. And 21, Tim Duncan. That's just the way the calendar goes. But we're going to be taking today's Locked On episode and taking a walk down memory lane. Some of our favorite moments with Timmy, Tony, and Manu on this very special day. Ask if there could possibly ever be another big three in Spurs history and of the current crop who could fill that out and much, much more. To help me celebrate 9-20-21 day, or Big Three Day, is Sweep the League's very own Rudy Campos. Rudy, first of all, thanks for hopping on Lockdown Spurs, and happy Big Three Day. Yes, Jeff, happy Big Three Day, 9-20-21. We won't see this till what, maybe you were 30-21? Is that, that the case? I think so. But Something like I'm, that, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to be on, man. Thanks for having me. Such a special day walking through memory lane. It's, it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll be long gone when that next that next time comes around. So <laughs> we we we, yeah, let's we gotta say Mickey Mantle me. Yeah, yeah, let's say Mickey Mantle uh, Rudy. But uh, yeah, you got to celebrate it while we can. Look, you, you know, all three, you know, what what they did, you know, for the Spurs franchise, instrumental. Four of the five NBA titles came courtesy of the Big Three. If you're wondering the other one, no, the Big Three was not part, or was it in formation in '99? It was it was the Twin Tower era. It wasn't until 2003 when the Spurs Big Three started doing their thing and hanging banners. Uh, really, on such a special day, um, before we get into the individual players, you know, the Big Three, you know, synonymous with the Spurs. Um, I mean, what are your favorite moments just seeing that trio on the court? You know, if you're going to talk about combined guys, all three of them, it's the championship runs, man. Four yeah. out of, what, five championship runs. Mm-hmm. There's no other better moment than that. Seeing uh, them win those titles. But just seeing the numbers go up to the rafters. I mean, those two moments are always going to shine bright for me. It's the big three. I mean, at, the, that's the first thing everyone's going to look at, those four titles. I mean, we had one against the Heat that was just total dominant. You also had the one against the Cavs that was total dominance. Yeah. We're not going to probably see that again. If we do, like you said, it's going to be probably well after we're not even here anymore. But yeah. those are the two biggest moments for me, the championship uh, runs and also just the retirement of the guys where we're seeing their numbers and the banners. Yeah, you know, when I look at the, when I look at the big three numbers hanging in the AT&T Center, think about the big three. I just re- remembering that, you know, how they did it on that court. The, you know, when Timmy had his m- moment in the in the spotlight, it was his team. And how much like he and David Robinson did when it was time to turn the reins over to Tony Parker. You know, t- yeah. uh, Timmy did that. And then in a little bit for a while, it was Manu mixed in. Just to see that those three guys were willing to work together, defer to one another for the greater good, that being titles, just just awesome. And Let's not forget, you know, Tim Duncan, how many times he took hometown discounts to stay in San Antonio? I mean, he could have gone to Orlando and almost did. Yeah. You know, Tony, same thing, you know, representing uh, the Spurs, just great. Uh, Mono Ginobili, selfless, 
heart and soul, you know, throws everything on the court. Those three just really defined the Spurs and, and have elevated San Antonio and put them on the map. Really, I believe they're, they're the winningest trio in NBA history. Is that correct? Yes, they surpassed uh, Bird, McHale, and Parrish as the winningest trio in NBA history. That is correct. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you think of the big three uh, and the titles, and, and that's all good, but one of them is already in the Hall of Fame. One of them is coming up soon. Mono Ginobili and Tony Parker would be right behind him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, before again, before we get to individual players, you know, well, let's just start. Let's get into that now. Let's just talk about Mono. We'll go with number twenty first, Mono Ginobili. Okay. If he's not first ballot Hall of Fame, Rudy, I don't know what's going on in the world. No kidding. You know, years back, I had an argument on social media with a bunch of people. I remember when I that. said Manu. Yeah, when we were saying Manu was a first ballot Hall of Famer, they said no. There's no way he is. How do you not vote in one of the most decorated international players into the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, as well as what he's accomplished uh, in the NBA? But what people fail to realize is it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's your contributions to wherever in basketball, whether it's just the NBA, your international play, everything. Manu is one of the guys who dominated both sides of the uh, spectrum there, international play, as well as NBA play, but let's not forget his Olympic play as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy has first ballot Hall of Famer written all over him. You remember the argument was, you'd, he'd, this was literally an argument. He's not Hall of, Fame, Hall of Fame worthy because he came off the bench. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. No, I, I, I think that is the most ridiculous argument I have ever heard, just because a player was selfless and came off the bench to better his team, which... Let's not forget him coming off the bench is one of the main reasons this Spurs will be able to pull out four out of those five titles. I mean, mm-hmm. he made that bench one of the best benches in all of basketball, all doing that while he was, what, not even named sixth man of the year, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, he got it one I mean, year. He got he it did one year? year? Okay. Yeah, he did so he got it. it one year. But you got to remember, too, I mean, making that bench strong was, was massive for the Spurs, having that second unit come in to be able to continue where the starters left off. Huge stuff. So the whole thing about him being a six-man coming off the bench, that's just total bull, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it is BS. He, he is first ballot Hall of Fame. And I believe that first ballot, you know, chance for him is is the next class. Mono Ginobili will be part of that next class that's uh, um, should be having his name on there. He is eligible now. And that's mm-hmm. going to be a very emotional moment not, not only for Monty Ginobili but for the all of San Antonio you know and, and of the big three uh, he was he was the most popular with the fan base wasn't he Rudy yes by far I mean you can't really knock you know Tim's popularity in San Antonio but with Tim being so quiet and so private Manu being so you know out there with the fans you know interacting with fans having a good time it just showed how much Manu meant to the community as much as Tim and Tony did, but Manu was the community's favorite just because of the way he was. His personality was just so San Antonio, like just out there enjoying life, enjoying what San Antonio has to offer. That's the reason why he's so popular with the fans. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was by far the popular of the big three, you know, it, it just the way he played on the court too. I mean, sacrifice his body. You know, Rudy, he, you know, his manhood literally took took a shot and he lost it. I mean, he gave it all on the court. 
Um, I don't know of another NBA player that gave a uh, quote-unquote left nut for their team. So, no, Bono literally did. He literally gave yeah, up. He, that. he joked about it. He said that he's he's thankful that he already had kids before um, before that injury on the court. But you know, aside from that, he played in the playoffs with a broken arm mm-hmm. against Memphis. I mean, that they, they didn't reveal that until after the Spurs were bouncing that first round series. Um, you you look at the you know you know his passion on the court, his never say die attitude, giving it all. Spurs fans appreciated that. I mean, he sacrificed his body. He played with reckless abandonment. And let's not forget, there was that um, time, uh, in that time being the series versus the Pistons in the finals, where many thought that he should have been named NBA. I'm sorry, Finals MVP, Rudy. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of the guys who felt he should have been finals MVP. I mean, a lot of people go back to stats and everything. And true, you know, Timmy had the better stats of the two. But uh, when you look at that whole uh, final series as is, do we really win? I mean, yeah, you can't say Ori for that one shot, but do we really win it without Mama's contribution in that finals? I don't think so. I mean, I think Timmy would have had the same stats, but we may not have come out with the title that's that year if Manu didn't have the type of series that he did. Who do you prefer, short hair Manu, bald Manu, or long hair Manu? Oh, man, you know, I'm going to go with... Doctor created, doctor recommended. Works up to seven days per use. I'm talking about sweat block. Dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by Firefighters, and it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. You have excessive sweating, that's where sweat block comes in. Where would you want to wear your little secret to confidence? This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. I get it, talking about excessive sweating isn't fun to talk about, that's why there's sweat block. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or on Amazon and at CVS. I know this is sounds too good to be true, but I've been using Sweatblock uh, once or twice a week and it's been keeping me dry the whole time. A lot of good products out there. Uh, basically, no more pitting out. No more uh, picking my shirts based on which one I'll hide the sweat better. Once again, go to sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off. Does this sound familiar to you? You get one device that lets you uh, catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows while you watch sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Yeah, we've all been there. Well, I want to talk to you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch now your favorite sports, movies, and all the shows in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever, ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Man, Jeff, this is tough because short hair Manu to me was brilliant, where long hair Manu was just ferocious. Give me long hair Manu for the I'm win, right but with barely, you, yeah. barely. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I, I think long long hair Manu was just fun. That's when he was at his peak. 
That's when he was just shaking defenders out of their shoes, going to the rim, attacking. That Euro step was in full effect. You know, it was long hair Manu in the uh, the finals versus the Pistons. Uh, yeah. That you know he, he really you know shined um, the best. So yeah, I'm right there with. I think a lot of Spurs fans would prefer a long, but even bald Manu, baldy Manu, right when he was already on his decline already, he still had yeah. a lot left in the tank. One of the final uh, years that I remember about Manu Ginobili is when they're playing against the Boston Celtics, I believe in San Antonio, and this mm-hmm. is already Manu past his prime already. You know he's you know he's maybe the second to last season. And he had a phenomenal game. He actually won the game for San Antonio. He hit some late second shot. Yeah. Interviewed Kyrie Irving, who was with the Celtics at the time. And Kyrie just kind of struggled, like, that's just Manu. You know, so, you know, even to the bitter end, he was still winning games for San Antonio. Of course, there's many highlights with Manu Ginobili. Uh, Rudy highlighted the one right now, six man of the year. He won that in 2008. But he's a, I forget again, he's a four-time NBA champion. Two-time NBA yeah. All-Star. Two-time All-NBA third team. He was part of the rookie, all rookie second team in 2003. Spurs yeah. retired as the 20, his number 20 number. And then you mentioned about the year, the international play. He's a EuroLeague champion, a EuroLeague finals MVP um, uh, award winner, a two time EuroLeague final top scorer, an Italian league champion. So, if all this mess that he's not basketball Hall of Fame worthy, it just goes out the door. And of course, do you have your funny moments, Rudy? There is the bat night bat. where he took down the <laughs> bat. And then, you know, Rudy, you know, James Harden's always appreciated Manu for, for uh, introducing the Euro step. And my, uh, James Harden has been very vocal about that, saying he, he adopted that from Manu Ginobili. But there's another play of Manu and, and James Harden that will go down to infamy, wouldn't it? That would, yes, and that would be the block. They just labeled it the block. That. That play, I I've seen the uh, AT&T Center uh, rocking before, but after that play, my God, they, I'm surprised they didn't have to repair the roof after that block. I mean, that was just amazing. And, and what, what think about it too? Manu was asked about the block after that game, and he admitted that it was a very risky move because mm-hmm. uh, Rudy, you're very critical about the NBA and being soft and ticky tack fouls. I mean, the refs could have called that a foul, you know, in today's era, but, you know, it was a clean box. You look at the uh, replay, Mono got all ball, left Harden looking like a you-know-what, and, well, the Spurs are off to winning. But, yeah, I mean, Mono Ginobili, basketball Hall of Fame bound. There's no doubt about it. He is Mono Ginobili, the legend of San Antonio. We're talking with Rudy Campos. Follow him on Twitter, at Sweep the League. He is host of Sweep the League. And uh, he has a new radio show that's coming out on 9.30 a.m. Uh, be, uh, we'll be talking to Rudy about that momentarily. Let's go talk about now Tony Parker. Again, another legendary spur. You know, his numbers retired in San Antonio. He's also basketball fame bound. But of the big three, he was the most Hollywood, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're talking to Mary, uh, to Eva Longoria. I mean, he was the, out of the three, uh, he was the spotlight figure for the San Antonio Spurs uh, during the big three era. And, you know, I'm going to probably piss off a lot of low Spurs fans out there, but I don't think he was my favorite out of the big three. But for me, I was more critical of Tony 
throughout his entire Spurs career, I was almost similar to Pop. I I always expected more and more and more from him. And even then, when he would put up, you know, a 20.9 and have a good night, I just felt that I was never satisfied with Tony. I don't know why. I just, hmm. I think I expected so much from him each night that I probably just, I don't know, maybe Pop took over my body for some reason <laughs> for a little bit. But it was just, I was so very critical of him. But nonetheless, man, I mean, definitely a Spurs legend. Yeah, and, you know, I mentioned Hollywood. You can now go on talking about his uh, attempted entry to the music world with his rap album in France. Yeah. <laughs> Still cringeworthy. I, I saw it recently, just cringe. You're thinking like, Tony, come on. And how that all happened was because I believe it was after one of the uh, – championship um championships you know they did yeah. the uh, fan meetup in the alamo dome and brent barry may have been 2007 or the you know finals i think it was the new jersey the new it jersey was the new finals. jersey one okay um yeah i believe so anyway he took the mic and just started rapping for everybody in the alamo dome and that everybody loved it and that sparked him to do this album you fast forward to uh today and he says he doesn't regret it but whoo was it cringy it was some of the uh, those videos were shot in san antonio and he used the silver dancers <laughs> in the video. So, uh, again, just a funny moment of uh, Tony off the court. Yeah, there was the Evian Lagoria marriage. It was like basketball royalty or just, you know, getting married. Because I remember the, the the wedding being covered, like, from Entertainment Tonight. And it was all over magazines. And it was a huge deal. And, of course, when yeah. she would show up to Spurs games, you know, all Spurs fans were loving it. But as far as on the court, yeah. What always bothered me, Rudy, was the lack of respect he got among the great uh, point guards that he was playing with. It was him. It was Deron Williams. It was Jason Kidd. It was uh, Ray Allen. Uh, Who am am I missing here? I just remember that being an era of point guards. Remember that time when Parker was playing? Yeah, because you you even got to throw in uh, Chauncey Billups as another one. Yeah. You got Chauncey. I, Gary Payton was still playing at the yep. time. Uh, I mean, you've got a bunch of really good point guards out there at that time. And, yeah, he was the guy that went under the radar. And you're talking about a guy, a point guard, at nonetheless, who was a finals MVP. And you don't really get that a whole lot. I mean, yeah, you get what Chauncey was a finals MVP, I believe. Um, I'm trying to remember if Steph was a finals MVP. I think he was. But these guys, compared to Tony, Tony was not a Chauncey Billups. He was not a Steph Curry. He wasn't any of these guys. He was so much of a in-between of that facilitator, scorer. But it's like I said, he was so quiet and so mellow about it. You're thinking like, Jesus, on paper, this is an MVP-type player. You know, he's putting up these, Mm -hmm. these great numbers. Why haven't we heard about it? Well, it's because the point guard position evolved from when he started in the league to what it is now, where point guards are, you know, James Harden and Kyrie. These guys are just scoring at will, having great careers. The involvement of Tony was involved. He was in that era to where it evolved to where point guards were not, you know, big time back then mm-hmm. to what it is now. So I think that's why he flew under the radar a lot was because he was in an era where it was the big man dominated or shooting small forward dominated. In 2018, the fantasy sports expert Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. 
games were being won on loss based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and it required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also over. Whether you prefer Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football and if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus a daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and get uh, started right now and start a league with your own friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper's one-of-a-kind Game Pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So just Google search Sleeper right now. Sign up and check it out right now. Once again, that is Sleeper. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh in your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld progressive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it is quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their website right now, check it out, add the Theragun app to your uh, apps and learn It'll learn your behaviors, basically, and suggest a guide from your routines. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragunbody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragunbody.com slash locked on. Yeah, and and you, you know, I remember during the, that era, they'd be, oh, Jason Kidd, he's he's the best point guard. I'm like, hey, don't get me wrong, you know, he was he was a bad man, but mm-hmm. you would never hear Parker's name being mentioned when you were forming a team back then, like a hypothetical team. Like, who, what's the point guard going to go with? Oh, you want to go with Jason Kidd? And while Parker's racking up championships, you're like, well, what about this guy who just won a title or? Was a Finals MVP in 2007, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, I think, he, yeah, he definitely flew under the radar of the point guards of that era, but he never should have. Four-time NBA champion, yeah. as mentioned, a 2007 Finals MVP versus the Cavs, a six-time NBA All-Star. He was also a member of the 2002 All-Rookie First Team, and his number mm-hmm. has now been retired by the Spurs. You look back at Parker's career. Does it still bother you, Rudy, or not really that he technically didn't finish his NBA career as a Spur? He did it as a Hornet. No, it didn't bother me at all. I mean, most Spurs fans won't even know that George Gervin didn't finish his career as a Spur. He finished it as a Chicago Bull. It doesn't bother me at all. It's what you do for the city you play in for that length of time. He 
has cemented his legacy in San Antonio. It's nobody's fault. It's not his fault. Nobody's complaining the fact that he went to Charlotte and played for a season there. I mean, he wanted to play. There was no room in San Antonio for him to get those minutes he wanted. And it's not like he got a ton of minutes in Charlotte either, but he wanted to play the game still. The Spurs said, you know what, we don't have anything for you here. You're probably just going to be a maybe two, three, four-minute trash, you know, garbage time guy. That's what we have to offer. I mean, it's not his fault that wanting to go play, get some more minutes. He ended the career that he wanted to end. No problem at all. And let's not forget, you mentioned Jason Kidd. After the New Jersey Nets Spurs finals where the Spurs won, rumor had it that Tim Duncan was supposedly recruiting Jason Kidd to come to San Antonio. Yep. The disrespect that Tony got in that, that series and offseason, for him to stay and want to stay in San Antonio – Shows a mm-hmm. lot of how the character that he has. So, um, yeah, kudos to Coney. I mean, super good career. You, like I said, however he finished it, he finished it. But his legacy is cemented in San Antonio. Yeah, there's there's still a part of me that wishes that he finished his career as a spur in a Spurs colors. Uh, you know, yeah, you mentioned Iceman. You know, Iceman didn't finish his career. He was in another Eastern Conference. You know, actually training one Michael Jordan in. Uh, interesting. Email. Yeah, can you <laughs> yeah. believe that the Bulls had Iceman and MJ in the same uniform at the same time? That's just ridiculous. But there, there's something that about that that I think on another low down the line, you and I got to talk about it because I've I've talked to Ice's brother a few times. Uh, we talk every now and then, and one story that he told me probably would blow your mind. All right, we'll definitely talk about that. And again, <laughs> good way to tease uh, your new venture right there as well, uh, Rudy. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we talked about the Euro step that Manu Ginobili brought in that was adopted by many players, even to today. Um, you know, they would thank Manu for what he did, which was a devastating move. Parker had a devastating move, too, didn't he, uh, Rudy? Yeah, it was the teardrop. That teardrop that he had that, you know, we saw teardrops in the past, but nothing like Tony's. I mean, so much precise and precision on that teardrop was so tough. It, it makes you makes you think about a former guy we just talked about when George Gervin could finger roll. It mm-hmm. seems like a lot of Spurs have a shot. You've got the finger roll. You've got the teardrop. Timmy had the bank. Mono with the Euro step. I mean, it's, everything seems to be born in San Antonio, right? Absolutely. And, and not only did he have the teardrop, it helped that he was also at one point the fastest uh, point guard in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think people forget about this. There was a year, maybe two, but I know for sure there was one season where he led the league in points in the paint. It wasn't Shaq. It wasn't TD. Yeah. It was Tony Parker. That's 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 how much devastation his teardrop caused on the court for opposing defenses. I saw some video um, of Tony Parker recently, and the video I saw, you know, somebody asked him like, "Hey, you know, like, well, you know, there's this teardrop, you know." You know, where did it come from? And he said he he always could do that. And yeah, again, you know, many forget that Parker didn't start his pro career in San Antonio. He actually started at a very young age in the international stage. And 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 Rudy, he came in as a 19-year-old. And part of mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, maybe he's not as bad anymore, but Pop gave it to him, didn't, didn't he, Rudy? He did. He he 
threw him in his own doghouse, but in a good way. And that was the best thing that could have happened to Tony Parker right there. That, that made his career what it is today, getting in that doghouse early with Pop. Didn't Pop apologize to Tony on his uh, re- yes, retirement did. night, saying, like, I'm sorry yes, for like, abusing you? I mean, there's stories that are well-documented that it got so bad that Tim Duncan had to tell Pop that that was enough. Like, jeez. Yeah. yeah, and you fast forward to today, and DeJounte Murray, yeah, who was an understudy of Parker, uh, even has gone as far as to ask Popovich to tr- to coach him the way he coached Parker. So I think you asked a lot of the, uh, uh, yes, Tony now, you know, if, if any of the, the current crop of players get it as bad as he did, I think he even says no, like, like what he got was just bad. I, I, you know, I, wa- I always wanted to see how bad it was. I'm just so curious if Tim I Duncan had to tell it. pop to like, Hey, chill out, you know, the, it must've been something bad, but you're right. You know, it, it allowed Parker to become the point guard that he is. And, um, now, he, I mean, I mean, there's no doubt about it. He first ballot Hall of Fame, isn't he, Rudy? Yeah, there's there's another thing that I've seen people say he probably isn't. Come on. I mean, you're talking about a 19-year-old who took over a franchise from Tim Duncan. I mean, a leader like Tim Duncan and led this franchise to four titles as a point guard. I mean, he's a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer, plus his international. I mean, he didn't do a whole lot as far as international like Manu did. But, I mean, he still did contribute internationally. So Parker's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. There is no way around that at all. And real quick side note, there is no player, I'm saying not Spur, player right now that could take Greg Popovich's treatment the way mm-hmm. he treated Tony Parker. No. Nobody. Absolutely. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a reason maybe why your top-tier stars don't want to come to San Antonio. Maybe they just see that, they, you know, like, oh, why don't we talk that way to a coach? I mean, you know, I'm Kevin Durant. I'm LeBron mm-hmm. James. I'll respect him from afar, but then there's working with him. I mean, maybe that could be a reason why you don't see a lot of big name free agents come to San Antonio. But hey, I digress. Interesting enough, though, it, it Parker and Spurs colors may have never happened. You've heard the story that when Tony Parker did his first workout with the Spurs uh, before the 2001 NBA draft, that it was garbage, that he just had a hard time. I think he was going up against um, Lance Blanks. And Blanks mm-hmm. uh, just wrecked him in the uh, workout. They gave uh, Parker another shot, and he played well. And this Boston Celtics, he was going to be a Boston Celtic. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics changed their mind at the last second in the 2001 NBA draft. What was somebody else? I forgot who it was. Well, they and drafted my boy, my favorite player of all time in college, Joseph Forte. Is that who got picked up? I did not know Picked that. Picked at number 21. That should have been Tony Parker at 21. But Red Arbach was actually, he said, we are drafting Joseph Forte. Nobody else but Joseph Forte. That's why Joseph Forte was drafted at 21 to the Celtics. You, you know, that's twice already the Celtics have screwed up. And yeah. we'll get yeah, we'll get into the other one. Maybe they didn't screw up, but more like just a Spurs Boston link and what could have been, you know, we're in the what if Marvel moment right now. That's yeah. another what if. Yeah. What if Boston took Tony Parker and, uh, what, you know, there would have never been a big three. And, but yeah, Tony Parker definitely first ballot Hall of Famer, you know, perhaps uh, the best point guard the Spurs ever had in history. 
Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say probably so, but I'm going to say, man, because if you consider Alvin Robertson a point guard, yeah. some, I, I give it not to Alvin, I mean, all day, but yeah. uh, definitely he's up there. I mean, if you don't consider Alvin Robertson, yeah, definitely Tony's up there. Absolutely. All right. And to wrap up the big three celebration here on 9 2021 day with Rudy Campos, host of an upcoming uh, sports radio show on 9.30 a.m. He'll talk about that in a few minutes, um, is Tim Duncan. I think Popovich said it best when Duncan's uh, jersey retired, when he said, no Duncan, no titles. It's simple as that, isn't it, Rudy? Very simple. I mean, and you can go even further. If Robinson isn't, I mean, the Spurs were going to make probably make the playoffs that season. I mean, they were making it, you know, year in, year out. So, yeah, definitely no Tim Duncan, no titles. And that that sets a lot of precedent to San Antonio about how much he means to the Spurs. And we may have only seen one title if he, Doc Rivers wouldn't have screwed up. <laughs> yeah. And you look at what Timmy, you know, how much he changed the franchise. The number one overall pick in 97 was a no-brainer. You know, immediate impact, you know, you know, 97. Then a couple of years later, he wins the title with Robinson against the Knicks in 99. Vaults him to this incredible run he had. Arguably the greatest power forward ever to wear a NBA uniform, just in general. Uh, even so today, players still, you know, admire him. Damian Lillard has an album, a rap album, and there's a track dedicated to Tim Duncan in it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Shaq till today says that that's the one guy he cannot, he could never crack as far as talking trash to. From the bank shot to the calm, cool uh, player he was, is there a favorite Tim Duncan moment you have? Oh, God, Jeff. You know, I'm going to say, and I'm going to be so like basic with this uh, being selected number one overall by the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, without that, like we said, without that one moment, we don't have titles in San Antonio. I don't think we win one. I mean, without that moment, the Spurs franchise is still like the Atlanta Falcons, titleless. Yeah. I mean, you don't. You get. You may get a finals appearance, but you're not going to get the title. And the best moment for me was him being drafted. You know, as far as in '97, because it yeah. started everything. And again, going back to Boston Celtics, the Celtics had the best chance at that lottery to land the number one pick. Uh, yeah. they, they had they had the worst record, and uh, the Spurs, the ping pong balls fell in their favor. It was to the point where I believe it was Rick Pitino was still coaching the Celtics that he offered yes. like everything, like they were going to unload everything that Boston could for the number one pick. Spurs wisely said no. The rest is history. You you look at Tim Duncan's impact on the court, you know, just how much he was the coachable. He took the he took the sword from uh Popovich, you know, really took the jabs, you know, and they were always saying, Okay, if if Tony, your number one franchise player, is getting chewed out, well then so can I. He, you know, he was the ultimate teammate. He celebrated when all everybody else did well. He was there for the big three, you know, his other counterparts of the big three, the Amano and Tony. And when it was his time, when he was really declining already, he just like he just like Robinson did with Duncan, 
Duncan did it with Parker. You know, he said, okay, now it's Parker's time. And he kind of turned the keys over to him. When he waved that finger in the air as he walked out of the uh, game versus Oklahoma City, did you already know he was done? Did you know that he was signaling that he was going to retire? Yeah, man. I mean, I really didn't want to believe it. And I kind of thought maybe it's like, maybe I was like, didn't see it, but I know everybody saw it. Yeah, when you saw him, you know, with the finger up and walking off head down, it that was the end of an era. I, I, yeah. I know in my lifetime we've had moments where our tax dies and, you know, we've got Optimus Prime dying. It's one <laughs> of those moments where it's like, oh, your heart just sinks and you don't know what yeah. to do. Yeah, you, you, everybody knew it. When he walked out, you know, that thunder, you know, for the last time. That that was it, you know, end of an era. And and you look at what Duncan did. I mean, there's just so many accolades. I mean, we could be here for at least a good three, four lockdown sports of what he did, you know, on his resume. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, there, you know, it's it's almost it's un, it's if we're gonna play what if like a Marvel what if it's like what if the Spurs never drafted Duncan up? Are they still called the San Antonio Spurs? You know, do they move? Uh, do they move yeah, elsewhere? Yeah. You know. I, you got to remember, I think Robinson, when he signed that long-term deal with the Spurs, he had mentioned that he would only play for San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So that kind of kept the Spurs in San Antonio during that time. But with no Duncan and Robinson on his way out retiring, I, I'm, I would I would probably bet the house that the Spurs would have been relocated. Probably, I mean, Seattle just lost a team. You're probably mm-hmm. looking at the Seattle Spurs. I mean, maybe Vegas. I mean, there's there's good possibility that they could have been relocated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Duncan's still a big part of the uh, team. He was an assistant coach last season. He even co- His coaching record is 1-0, so he retired undefeated. So, uh, you know, for him to do that for uh, Popovich when Popovich just needed, you know, an assistant coach at his side, Timmy did that. It, we, everybody knew it was going to be short-lived. He only did it for one year. Um mm-hmm part of the vaulted the vaunted twin towers him and robinson and you know him and robinson we forget just how devastating a a duo they were i mean they they defied you to score i mean defensively they were just monsters you know Mm -hmm. and then he moved on to with his own with a big three five-time nba champion three-time nba finals mvp two-time nba mvp 15-time nba all-star he was even the all-star mvp in 2000 10-time NBA, uh, all-NBA first team, excuse me, Mm eight-time NBA uh, all-defensive first team. And speaking of which, that bugs me till today how he was never named the NBA Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy. Yeah, never. And you'd be shocked if, you know, you didn't know that stat or that that fact right there. It would probably shock you because the defensive presence that he had (laughs) – it won games. It made players, you know, humble. It was just like, how is this guy not defensive player of the year yet? Ben Wallace is. I mean, it. It's like, man, that that, that surprises me to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, that's one thing that's missing on his resume that should have been there. As, as well as a quad double, he got a quad double against the Pistons, didn't he, in the finals? Yeah, they yeah, robbed that guy. Gone. He had yeah. well, he was short. What two rebounds, or was it something like that? So, yeah, yeah, I think it was two rebounds. Or no, wasn't it a block? I thought it was a. Block. It was a block. I think it was a rebound and a block, yeah. maybe. 
Yeah, I think I think that's what it was. I wish he did get it, and they just I don't know what it is. Maybe they didn't want a third for her to have a quad. So, <laughs> um, but all in all, you know, you know, the franchise would not be among the pantheon of the greatest NBA uh, championships uh, franchises if it wasn't for Tim Duncan. Look, it's not to discount what Parker and Manu did. I mean, they were big part of the big three, obviously nine twenty twenty one. But mm-hmm. it was really Duncan that held it down. And I, I don't give me this whole argument that he was he was uh emotionless on the court. Go back and look at some of Tim Duncan's highlights. He was screaming, he was showing emotion. Remember when he hit the three against the Phoenix Suns? Yeah. Had to send the game into overtime. Ran How ran back, pumped his fist. So I don't know about this. Oh, Tim Duncan was just vanilla. He was quiet. He was not quiet. Um Clutch as well. He had a lot of clutch shots. Again, you know, as Shaq and Nash in the playoffs, yeah. and he hit the three-point shot. If it wasn't for Derek Fisher's point four shot, people forget about the shot that Duncan hit be at, before that over Shaq. I don't know. If you remember that play? Yeah, yeah. He was falling, uh, falling off to the left, I believe, and yeah. hit that bank shot Drained right it. from the top of the key. Yeah. Yep. So Duncan, and was we're just talking. Clutch. We're talking uh, that shot. Derek Fisher doesn't go in, and mm-hmm. if Ray Allen doesn't make that shot, we're talking seven titles probably. I mean, uh, hey. yeah. I mean, the maybe more, but definitely seven titles right there. I never. And you could go back most, to Manu's. Go ahead. Yeah. I, the most the most focus I ever seen him was after they lost to uh, Ray Allen and um, the Heat that year, because that following yeah. season. He was determined. I think the whole team was determined, but he was just a man possessed to get back to the finals and win it mm-hmm. again. And they still almost could have won it. Remember, uh, he, there was like a, a basket or like a layup that kind of rimmed out yeah. Um, yeah. in the following game. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was they were so close, but he was so determined. And I think that was the year we got the closest we ever had to him talking smack talk. Then he said something like, oh, no, we're going to win it. or so, It was something to that effect. Yeah. And it was the Joe and, Namath effect where it's yeah. like a guarantee. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Tim Duncan, what more can you say? I mean, number 21, you know, already in the Basketball Hall of Fame, Spurs legend, NBA legend. You know, his resume speaks for itself. Uh, you know, didn't represented the team on and off the court well. Tried his hand at USA basketball. Didn't go too well. He retired from that very early. I mean, he <laughs> remember like he could not do anything on that court for Team USA. I mean, he he did a pivot yeah. move up foul. Oh, he spun around foul. Oh, he traveled. I mean, it was just like disastrous for him. But hey, he tried. And yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. All NBA Rookie of the Year in 1998. NBA All Rookie First Team 98 as well. Teammate of the Year yeah. in 2015. USA Basketball Male Athlete of the Year in 2003. And what he did in uh, college was just amazing, too. First team, all ACC, three times, that is. His number 21, Wake Forest jersey is retired as well. There will be a never. There will never be another big three in San Antonio, ever, ever. But I want to ask you, before we put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, if the big three were playing in today's modern era of the NBA, how much devastation would they wreak? In their prime, today's yeah. modern NBA, we are talking probably an extra three or four titles on yeah. top of what they would have won. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. With you. I think 
they'd be definitely up there. It'd be interesting to see how they would go up against today's big threes of you know, Irving and Harding and Durant. That would have been fun. Golden State, Curry, uh, Draymond, and Clay. Uh, you know, see see them take on LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah. that, that, that'd be just incredible games to watch, but yeah, there will never ever be another big three. And it's hard to look at this current crop of Spurs and look, no knock on them. You know, they're just finding their way right now, but man, even you, you can't even look at this team and say, look, they will be in the, that's our next Manu. That's our next Tony because they're all mm-hmm. different now. You know, DeJounte's totally different, even though he studied under T- Parker, you know, speaking of DeJounte, we forget that he played with a, with not with the big three. Did he play with Duncan? I know he played with Tony, obviously, and he I think he played with Manu for a little bit. And I don't think uh, he did. I think it was because he came on. He came on during the Kawhi Kawhi era. So uh, yeah, yeah. So, but he played with two of the big three. That so, but yeah, it just it just that just goes to our point. There will never be another big three. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the big three day? Share some of your favorite memories with us. Uh, Rudy, uh, we're running up against the clock here. We got a little bit of time left. So, uh, quickly, what is going on in your neck of the woods? How can they talk with you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Sweep the League, October 17th from 7 to 9 p.m. every Sunday, 9.30 a.m. The answer is Sweep the League Radio hits the local airwaves of San Antonio as well as the worldwide streaming waves. So, be sure to look for that. You're going to be a part of it a whole lot, too. Yes, so, yes, you're going to be able to find it. Yes, sir. Looking forward to that as well. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. Once again, we want to hear from you, your memories of the Big Three era on today being 9-20-21, a.k.a. Big Three Day. So for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.